Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. We've arrived to the Thanksgiving holiday, well, the day before the Thanksgiving holiday, but the last new show that you're going to get, well, aside from the intro, and then, God forbid, you know, something horrible happens. So, whatever. Just shut up, Derek. It is the 22nd of November, 2023, the day before Turkey Day, and if you are going through an airport today, I would ask you humbly, what in the hell is wrong with you? Who, why, why would you do that to yourself? Was punching yourself in the face not available to you? Anyway, if you're out there, Godspeed, John Glenn, and good luck getting anywhere with anything because you couldn't pay me. Well, you could pay me, but it would cost a lot of money to try and fly on today. Anyway, there's a lot to get to. Don't forget that uh, whilst the next two shows should be largely reruns the week in F and Review, at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter will be fresh. It'll have that new podcast smell along with a whole bunch of dirty words and the news talked about the way it should be. I'll probably talk about, um, I don't know. I ended up going to not going to see the trolls movie over the weekend. I'm going to see the trolls movie today. Not, Super excited about that. I don't get the Trolls thing, but the kids love the Trolls. They won't shut up about the Trolls movie. So I'm taking them to see the Trolls movie. Yay. I'll probably complain about that. I will. I can't really complain about Thanksgiving meal because I'll be the one cooking it. So I don't know. We shall see. Time will tell. We're, the, the show is dictated by world events. All right. Let's talk about some things that are going on in the world as they say you know i feel a little bit bad for people inside the biden administration not too bad not so much so should notice because to hell with them but um they're trying to polish a turd they're trying desperately to polish a turd ben labolt ben labolt is the white house communications director could you imagine having to sell joe biden to the American public. I mean, you got to, um, the media is down with Joe. They're down with Joe. They want Joe. They want Joe. They don't really want Joe, but they like don't want a Republican. So they, they're down with Joe. But um, you still have to try and sell it, sell Joe to them to get them excited about it. It's not enough to just ignore things and some things they can't ignore. He wants to dictate the terms in the best possible. Look, it's a job of a communications director. That's just how it is. But, Imagine having to try and sell this crap. What crap am I talking about? Well, Ben LeBolt on Twitter this morning, meaning uh, Tuesday morning, tweeted out, POTUS's approval rating increased modestly as voters give POTUS high marks on the economy and jobs, according to a poll Monday. The Harris Poll survey showed Biden received a 45% approval rating, slightly higher then a similar, a similar survey. And there's a link to a Hill article. I'm like, what? First of all, what kind of, how bad are things that you have to brag about a 45% approval rating? Like, honestly, how bad are things? And then you go to the Hill, and of course the Hill, they're all left-wing ultimately. Their headline, Biden approval rating ticks up as voters rank stronger economy, colon, poll. 
Oh, okay. Ticks up. So where is it? Well, President Biden's approval rating increased modestly as voters gave the president higher marks on the economy and jobs, according to a poll Monday. The Harvard Caps Harris poll. Now, have you heard of these things? Probably not. So it's again, they're digging through the bottom of the barrel. The survey shared with The Hill showed Biden received a 45 percent approval rating, slightly higher than a similar survey conducted in October that showed 44 percent of respondents gave him a thumbs up. Honestly, are you kidding? That a one percentage point increase is a mathematical rounding decision. It is not a signal. Oh, my God, look out. We've got massive uh, movement here on behalf of the president. No, that's not how it works. That's not how the world works. But have so when you have so little to brag about, you have no choice but to go and say, well, what's the best poll? The best poll is one that gives him a 45% approval rating because it is actually the best poll that Joe Biden has gotten recently. It's the idea that 45% of the people in the country think he's doing okay. He's not completely soiling the sheets. And you're like, that's that's weird. Okay, whatever. But let's look at other recent job approval polls. NBC News. This is, you know, the Harvard-Harris poll has them at 45%. The next closest one is the Economist YouGov poll, which has Joe Biden at 44%. Then there is the Quinnipiac poll, not a right-wing poll, and it has Joe Biden at 37%. Fox News poll, you could dismiss that as I'm reading the, the latest polls, has Joe Biden at 40%. The Rasmussen poll, Biden 42%. NBC, now you can say Rasmussen, uh, that's a big right wing poll. Not really. Actually, once they got rid of Rasmussen himself, it, uh, I don't know how you get ousted from an organization you started, you founded, you named after yourself, but whatever. Um, NBC News is certainly not a right wing organization. They have Biden's approval rating there, the most recent poll, at 40%. Disapproval rating. 57%. In fact, the last was it, 10 polls, all conducted in November, the average of those polls has Joe Biden with an approval rating of 40.8%. 40.8% and a disapproval rating of 55.9%. So you could say 41% uh, approve, for 56% disapprove. The spread, by the way, the difference, 15.1% more Americans disapprove of Joe Biden than approve of him. He's 15.1% underwater. And the White House communications director picks out the one nugget in there, the closest thing to a nugget, you can, where the president's still seven points underwater in that survey and says, ah, look at this. The American people are beginning to appreciate what we're doing for them. (laughs) It's really bizarre. It's really, you almost feel bad for these people until you realize just how awful creatures they are. Then you just go forget it. There's a Twitter account out there called Biden's Wins, and it's at Biden's Wins without the apostrophe. 
they are desperately trying to polish the turd that is Joe Biden to people who are under the age of 40, particularly 30. They recognize that, and all the data shows, that the younger the demographic, the less interested in a guy that you can see his birthday candles from space, right? They don't want to vote for that guy. They look at Joe Biden celebrating his 81st birthday, and you think, my God, you need a tornado to put this, to blow these candles out. Well, they're trying to reach these people on their own terms. And so you get this. This is the best way they can spin Joe Biden news. Biden's wins yesterday. Breaking. New statistical analysis shows gas prices are down $1.70 from their highest marks. This is a huge, or this is huge as families prepare to travel for the holiday season. President Biden continues to lower costs for the American people. I... uh, Joe, gas is still significantly higher than it was when Joe Biden took office, right? By like a buck and a half or something. It's way more. But they can't, they recognize that the American people are hurting, but they need to convince the American people that you've, you're not hurting as bad as you think you are. You've got it better than you think it is. It's a really bizarre argument to have to make because gas prices went so high up to their record under Joe Biden, expressly because of the policies of Joe Biden, right? Canceling pipelines, canceling leases, canceling drilling, forbidding this, that, and the other thing, preventing the exploration of new oil and gas pathways or whatever, more exploration. They just wanted to destroy it because this was part of the plan. You had to kiss the ass of the environmental left, lest they take to the streets. They took to the streets. It's the environmental left that's out there protesting the Jews. Don't make, mistake, make no mistake. There's, there's a slight difference in that there are probably more Muslims than there otherwise would have been, but not by a whole lot and slightly fewer Jews. But again, not by a whole lot because they just our progressives are progressives first and foremost and anything else different second and the left is always ready to take to the streets and protest or riot or whatever but they would have gone to the streets to protest joe biden if they hadn't done that the just stop oil mutants over in england would have been here in much bigger force than they are right now they're just occupied like whatever okay we have to hate israel let's go hate israel but they're ready in the in the trunk of their cars ironically They have signs to protest. Whatever the hell it is, they're ready to protest. (laughs) They just hate everything. So they're trying to spin this as, look, we've got, we've saved you so much money. Gas prices are down. I'm not really sure that's the best argument to make. When you've got, when you're responsible for all, it's like saying I'm beating you less often. I'm beating you less frequently. You should be exceedingly happy. I'm ripping you off. Yeah, every time I went to your house, I used to take all your cash that I found anywhere. I'd go through your bedroom, go through your wall. I'd take all your cash. Now, I'm only taking all of your cash like every other time I come to your house. You're welcome. You should be grateful to me for what I'm doing. Seriously, that's the kind of garbage that we're dealing with here. 
So there's a another um, Twitter account, a left-wing activist group, uh, activist guy. He's got 752,900 followers on Twitter. So he's got a big social media footprint. It's uh, at T, T-E-A, Payne, USA. It's kind of hilarious. He tweets out, this is a big effing deal, the thing about the gas prices being down $1.70. This is a big effing deal. Why won't the media cover it? Why won't the media cover it? Oh, my God, why? The left is hilarious when they talk about how the media operates. They really genuinely do believe that the New York Times is part of the vast right-wing conspiracy, which I would say is a testament to just how far left the left has gone. That if you look at the New York Times and go, those right-wing nut jobs, you've, you've lost all perspective on life. And there's nobody on the left who is stepping up to say, what are you talking about? Knock this, you're embarrassing yourselves. Stop this, for the love of God. No, there's nobody out there to do that. So you end up in a situation where they're trying to celebrate a $1.70 cut in gas from its all-time high, which was caused by Joe Biden. By the way, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is still almost bone dry. So, you know, hope we don't need any gas anytime soon as Joe Biden probably shipping it all over to Ukraine. But it's funny, is this T-Pain thing, my friend Jim Treacher went back, and there's a tweet for some. The left has no intellectual consistency. None whatsoever. Found a tweet from this same account on June 12, 2022, when gas prices were approaching the all-time high. It says, quote, Presidents don't control gas prices, but you know who does? The Republican smooching fossil fuel industry. But presidents don't control gas prices, then why should anybody line up to kiss the ass of Joe Biden and cover that gas prices are down under Joe Biden from their all-time high, especially when Joe Biden's responsible for the all-time high? Actually, um, presidents can influence gas prices rather significantly, but mostly artificially. Artificially by preventing drilling, gas prices, oil prices are priced on the futures market of future supply months and months and years down the road. So you say no more drilling, that might not mean a shortage of oil right now because it won't mean a shortage of oil immediately, but it will mean a shortage of oil down the road. And so gas prices go up in the near term rather than just the far term, et cetera, et cetera. They go down the same way. <clears throat> but you can play with gas prices again artificially by releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, flooding the market to artificially lower the price of crude oil. It's not real. It's temporary. It's irrelevant. It never works in the long term, but it's never really done for a long term solution. It's usually done as an election approaches and they go, oh, geez, we need to find a way to get the uh, gas prices down, which is why in June of 2022, gas prices were high. But weirdly, miraculously, by November of 2022, gas prices had come down significantly. And we'd had this lather, rinse, repeat sort of mentality of 
celebrate Joe Biden has lowered gas prices after telling everybody Joe Biden has no power over gas prices. Why are you mad at Joe Biden? Watching these people operate will make you nauseous, will make you sick to your stomach because they're just so bad at it. They have zero standards. But it's kind of funny because while the White House was celebrating 45% in the poll, 45% approval rating, the very next day in the very same newspaper, Ben LeBolt did not celebrate this headline, Morning Report, Biden supports slips amid Israel-Hamas war. (laughs) What? What? Buffeted by headwinds at home and calls to curtail bloodshed among Palestinian civilians with a ceasefire, President Biden, how the hell, you need to stop other people from getting hurt. Why is there no concern for the uh, Ukrainian civilians? Why is there no calls for ceasefire? Ukrainian civilians are being killed at a higher rate, I might add, and for longer periods of time. Why is nobody saying we need to talk about peace in order to save Ukrainian civilians? And I assume Russian civilians, too. Nobody gives a damn about them. It's very weird. President Biden marked his 81st birthday Monday amid uncertainties in the Middle East and a wobbly political future ahead. Really? A wobbly political future ahead. Future kind of covers the ahead part, I would say. Just saying. Just one of those things that bothers me uh, with the uh, with word use. Biden opposes a ceasefire in Gaza, but supports a pause in Israel attacks against Hamas as part of a proposed hostage accord described for weeks as inching closer to agreement between Israel and Hamas, but still not concluded. It would swap some hostages taken into Gaza on October 7th for Palestinians imprisoned in Israel. Now, Israel should probably say, hey, release those hostages and uh, we won't execute these Palestinians. Otherwise, we're going to start executing Palestinians. Terror. They don't don't want Palestinians who are like arrested for non-terrorist things. They want Hamas. They want Hamas. As U.S. backed temporary pause in the fighting to allow additional humanitarian uh, aid to enter Gaza and to allow more of the injured and newborns to exit the war zone for medical care in Egypt and elsewhere in the region. That is a run-on sentence that means absolutely nothing. War is hell. That's why you probably shouldn't start a war. Asked twice Monday by reporters if a hostage deal was near, the president answered in the affirmative. Quote, I believe so, declining to say more. He's a moron, that's why. Hours later, a Democratic fundraiser, he raised half a million dollars, Vice Pre- where she ra- that was raised half a million dollars, Vice President Harris was interrupted inside a private Los Angeles residence as she approached the podium by someone who shouted in favor of a ceasefire. Now, you don't get in the room with the vice president unless you pony up some serious coinage. People are ponying up serious coinage to go in and bitch at these people, which is weird. They're giving them a whole bunch of money, which is what they desperately want. So I'm not really sure what impact these people are expecting to have. Going, I I paid $50,000 to get to this room. And I tell you, you're wrong and I'll never support you. Like, I don't really give a damn about it. We're in California. Who cares about your vote? We've won California. I care about your $50,000, you idiot. You just watch these morons and you go, how, how is it that these people exist? How do these people get by? And that's just kind of how the world is. Their lucky breathing is a reflex because for the love of God, 
They're so damn stupid they wouldn't know what to do otherwise. They'd suffocate. He was found suffocated to death as if he'd existed in the vacuum of space in his home office. No one was in the building. Security cameras show nobody had approached the house for days on end. Just so freaking stupid. But this is the world that we live in. This is what we've got. We've got the president of the United States bragging. Now, here it goes. A new poll released by NBC News and public opinion strategy showed Biden's overall approval rating stuck at 40 percent, accompanied by an erosion of support among younger voters whom he and other Democratic candidates will need to mobilize next year. 40 percent the next day. Now, a day earlier, it was 45 percent. And the White House communications director is going, oh, it's a banner day. Look, Joe Biden is doing great. He's doing his little icky shuffle, his his uh, break dance for uh, to celebrate. And then the next day, another poll from NBC News, not Harvard. Why the hell is Harvard polling anything? Comes out and says, no, approval rating stuck at 40 percent, 40 percent. Weirdly, the White House did not celebrate. There was no no icky shuffle was done during this time. But what's amazing to me, I mean, they're desperately trying to reach young people. They're thinking about joining TikTok, which is, of course, a Chinese spyware app because they want to reach young people. They need to reach the young and dumb where the young and dumb congregate. Um, There is no talk about any changes to what the president is doing. That's what I find really amazing about this whole thing is while they're trying to polish the turd that is Joe Biden, most politicians in this circumstance would go, all right, we need to at least change our messaging, but maybe whatever hardline stance, whatever stance we took that's wildly unpopular, we need to find another way to do it. We need to maybe rethink this policy priority, what have you. I mean, to their credit, they haven't done it yet on Israel. But they will. They will. But there's so many other things that they could do to take the boot off the neck of the uh, economy and make people's lives better from a regulatory standpoint that they won't do, that they don't do, that they don't even entertain. They keep putting more and more impediments up there, signing executive orders, banning certain types of appliances, making other appliances more expensive, forcing people to spend more money than they otherwise would at a time when there's inflation. Now, it's not massive inflation. It's bigger inflation than they admit because if you... um, the way they calculate it is they leave off food and gas and housing. Like, oh, okay, let's remove everything that people need to live and we'll only count other stuff. Like, huh, we still have some inflation. Now, they'll tell you inflation is down. Inflation is not down. The rate of increase has slowed. The rate of increase has decreased, but it's still an increase year over year. That's the thing. That's why food and everything costs more than it did last year, even though they're swearing that inflation is down. Whatever. I just, uh, it drives me nuts, the stupidity of the American people. But anyway, they're trying to polish this turd. They can't do it without a change in message, without the change of the turd. Not that you know Joe Biden's the turd, but they, there is so much more that they could change on that would appeal to more Americans that they won't, that they can't, because it would piss off the radical left. They have painted themselves into 
a corner. The Just Stop Oil goon squad over there in the UK are the very same people who sit there and go, we need a Green New Deal. We need this. They're the AOCs of the world. They also hate Israel. So the fact that the administration is not jumping on board with hating Israel means that they can't do things about the increased cost of energy or energy exploration, energy production or anything like that. Because why? Because you doubly piss off the very same people. They're counting on the anti-Israel, the anti-Semite vote to come back home, help them carry Michigan, places like that. They're hoping that in the next year, people will calm down about that. But if it's one thing after another after another, where they are selling out the radical left, for even, forget the conservative side, but for the somewhat moderate middle, you're going to alienate the radical left. You can count on the radical left showing up if you're doing their bidding. Moderate middle, like, eh, it's raining, I don't feel like going to vote. But the radical left will show up because they are committed to whatever cause it is they believe you really give a damn about, even though you don't really, these people don't give a damn about it. It's, it's pure, unadulterated manipulation, and you have, it takes a special kind of stupid to actually fall for it. But they fall for it. They fall. It's like, do I look fat in these jeans? Yes, you do. You're asking me. You, a- you know that you do. You wouldn't ask me otherwise. But I can't say yes, and you don't want to hear yes. So, no, we don't. Everybody's just lying and pretending that something is that isn't and something that isn't is. Well, once you get enough of those things, the camel's back breaks. You can say, well, Joe Biden is bad on Israel. He doesn't hate Jews enough, but at least he's saving the planet. Well, sooner or later, he's going to have to do something, maybe approve some oil and gas leases once the campaign really kicks in, because he's going to have to try and say, I'm not trying to choke to death American energy production. So he's going to have to do something. And then they're going to go, wait a second, we still hate Jews. We hate what they're doing on Israel. And now we hate what they're doing on energy. Now we hate what they're doing on whatever. And maybe Joe Biden will have to admit at some point that when a a dude playing girl sports does some serious irreversible damage or kills somebody, God forbid, Joe Biden might have to go, yeah, you know what? Uh, Maybe we should take a look at it. And then forget it. The whole house of cards falls down. So they need to be very careful about this. They can't change the messaging. They're holding on by their fingertips to the fringe as they are now. And this polling data reflects it. There are a lot of people on the fringe who are going, screw Joe Biden. I'm not going to vote for him. I hate Joe Biden. RFK or Cornell West or whatever. Those people will calm down and come back. But more and more of them, the problem is the perception. More often and more and more of them who look at Joe Biden and recoil in horror after this, that, and the other thing, after each one of the new issues comes to the fore that he tries to broaden his appeal on, costs him a fingertip holding on to this group of people guaranteeing that they'll vote for him because they'll they'll vote for him because they hate Republicans, whoever the Republican nominee is. There will come a point when the scales could tip if Joe Biden disavows too much of the radical left agenda. So the question comes down for this White House, for this campaign, for the Bidens, do you 
try to appeal to more people by alienating some of the people you've definitely got, which, which way does it go? It's not a zero-sum game. Will you gain five percentage points in the middle if you alienate three percentage points on the fringe? That sort of calculation has to be done. I don't know the answer to it. It depends on the issue, I suppose. I think on an issue like uh, trans people in sports, I think that you, you definitely pick up, ten, you appeal to 10% more than you lose of 1% or 2%. On other issues, I'm not plugged in enough with the radical left to know where the passion really is. There's also the added problem of for three years, Joe Biden has been one way. Will the middle suddenly go, well, he's changed his tune on this. Now I believe him. Will they believe him when he changes his tune? Now, he's had a long history of changing his tune, of flip-flopping and whatever, but he's never been president before. This is a little bit different. He's got an army of flying monkeys taking to the streets that will burn down your town if you don't uh, behave yourself or whatever. So it's, it's a different situation. Which do you alienate fewer people with? Sticking with the left-wing agenda or trying to moderate it to try and get to the middle? And then you have the added problem of the fact that your messenger is brain-damaged and senile and completely incapable of stringing together a coherent sentence. So you're kind of screwed there, too. It's kind of funny to watch. Speaking of, by the way, before we go, I watched a documentary. It's online. It's The Fall of Minneapolis, I think it was called. What the hell was it called? Uh, it was, it is, still is, about the uh, riots, the George Floyd riots and all that. God, George Floyd's really just a scumbag. You watch, I watched more, I watched it yesterday, and they have a lot of the uh, body cam footage from the police. George Floyd brought it on himself. He was not knelt on. He didn't suffocate. It wasn't because of anything that Derek Chauvin did. You talk about a railroad job, but... Um, it was amazing to watch. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. Uh, if you go to uh, fall, thefallofminneapolis.com, I think you can watch it. Uh, it's crowdfunded. It's free. It's not like these uh, other documentaries. I've been railing about Dinesh D'Souza's ripoff thing about police state. This is a true police state, this one. It's not a fictional could be this might happen in the future thing. And he's not charging 25 bucks a head to watch it. It's available online for free. It's an hour and a half long. I highly recommend you watch it. It is devastating. And it tells you that the filmmakers actually believe, believe in what they're doing and are concerned with uh, what's going on because they aren't trying to get rich off of this. They're like, here's the movie. Watch it. Yeah, Fall of Minneapolis. The Fall of Minneapolis. But it is damning. George Floyd fought with police. He started whining about how he couldn't breathe early on before anybody really even touched him. He refused to cooperate. He just refused to cooperate. Well, the police can't just go, all right, you refuse to cooperate. We're going to let you go. He overdosed on drugs. They show, and this was something I didn't know. I just thought he had really bad teeth. But they show what looks like him chewing on drugs because, you know, he wasn't high, seemingly. He's just an asshole when police first approached him after he tried to pass off counterfeit money. 
but he's in the car and he's chewing something. They show it. You can see it in his mouth. It looks like he's chewing drugs. And then he overdoses. That's really what killed George Floyd, not white police officer. Oh, no, by the way, two of the four police officers were not white. But it's, it's an incredible documentary. It's incredibly frustrating, the corruption that is going on, that went on in this, in society, in the media, in the politicians in Minnesota and Minneapolis is disgusting. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. It's available for free. Uh, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to give 25 bucks to a couple of D-bags so they can get richer. Um, these guys, the filmmakers here, actually do care about this issue. I highly recommend you check it out. Anyway, that's enough for today. I have a wonderful trip to Fancoma tomorrow. Eat as much as you can. But when I was on the radio a couple of years ago, I um, there's somebody from Big Turkey. I forget where they're from. They're like, oh, the, you want to talk to somebody from the turkey industry? It's Thanksgiving. Everybody should talk to somebody in the turkey industry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, all right. No fun whatsoever. They had no fun. You know, I said something about eating into a tryptophan coma, and their response was, you know, uh, turkey doesn't have any more tryptophan than ham or steak or whatever. I'm like, okay, you're a drag. You're a pill. You're a whatever. Don't be a pill. Don't be a drag. Don't be a whatever. Have fun. Watch the Lions lose probably because they should win but they'll probably lose and uh, enjoy everything else that goes on have a nice long weekend and be back here for well every day there'll be something in the week in effing review patreon.com slash Derek hunter podcast or Derek hunter.locals.com happy thanksgiving i'm thankful for you i'll see you soon